Hello, welcome to PlayStation Unchained 172, the official podcast of PSU.com. Um, and before we get into anything else, we have to answer the question that everyone always asks at the end of this week, which is who won E3? Now we've got the nominees here, right? And we're going to get out of the way and we're not going to bother talking about it for the rest of the show because obviously everyone does it. So yeah, let's, let's do it. So nominees guys we have that gaming personality who looked like a deer in the headlights when introducing need for speed at ea's mm. event we have phil spencer for his uh, outstanding use of the word exclusive uh, we have <laughs> panda from tekken for shunning the barbaric fighting world to dance for ubisoft and we also have bethesda for announcing skyrim for the casio calculator yes yes now yeah 84 yeah this is it and I think the winner is Panda. Panda from Tekken. The, the heartwarming story of a panda made to fight against Paul Phoenix for his entire life. Now gets the chance to dance like it always wanted to. So there you go. A touching story. Uh, one the, the Probably the most moving story of the night at Ubisoft. It's just oh, beautiful. Right, now that's out of the way, we can go on with the rest of the shit that was there. Uh, we'll, of course, be covering Sony's conference, and we'll, we'll do a little bit of everyone else's, uh, just little bits, because otherwise, you know, we we will be talking here for hours about the ins and outs of uh, certain ones. Probably not EA, because we did that last week anyway, and mm. <laughs> it was shit. Um, I am your host, Neil Vault, as you may not have heard me say, because I forget these things. And joining me on this little journey of E3 review is the immortal Ben Shillibur Hall. Oh. <laughs> uh, how are you, mate? I'm good. You? you you slightly yeah. distracted by Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, I'm in a cutscene right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freeing some people from slavery. Just like the forefathers of Final <laughs> Fantasy did? I don't know. After I... St- Killed someone and stole his armor and made him naked. Oh, sure. Just like Lincoln. <laughs> Life calls. Make him naked. <laughs> and there you hear the, the very sultry tones of one Mr. Timothy Noons. How you doing, Tim? You say sultry. You're so kind. <laughs> I'm doing well. It's like velvet wax or something. I don't know if that'd be very smooth, to be honest. But it melts when it gets hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or sets fire. I don't, I'm not sure. It, it was a terrible analogy, <laughs> the comparison thing. Uh, well, how are you doing anyway? I'm doing well. Doing yeah. well. Good. Splendido. Splendido. And rounding out the podcast crew is the hater of games himself, the, the Armenian version of Rusev. It is Gary Bagdazarov. How are you doing, Gary? Of Rusev? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Crush. <laughs> Gary Crush. <laughs> you and your stupid America. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I'm I'm doing better today. Thanks for asking. Splendid. Splendid. So, you know, I'm sure we've all enjoyed E3 week this week and uh, for different reasons, I'd imagine too. I mean, for all the things we're going to talk about, I'm going to say this straight away because it won't be on any of the stuff we're talking about. XCOM 2 expansion was literally the only thing of note to come out of the PC Gamer conference. So, you know, even they brought something this year. 
um and I, that's just something i'm really looking forward to it's going to be amazing so yeah now we've done that let's go through in i think it's chronological order um but we'll see um ea we of course touched upon last week because we did this podcast just after ea had um what did whatever they did on stage but what i'm going to do for these podcast podcast fucking conferences um <laughs> is ask each of our hardy crew for an up from that conference and a down they can go into detail about it if they wish or you know if they didn't watch it or didn't really care about it they can just say the name of whatever it was it doesn't have to be a game necessarily it could be just something they saw at the show or a bit of hardware or a bit of you know an announcement about expansion or whatever that doesn't count ben because that game's already coming out so just so you know um so yeah ea will start with and i suppose i should go first on this one as i am the hosty hosty man what was my high from the ea's press conference well it was a way out which was from the creator of brothers the tale of two sons and it's yeah like we saw last week it's a prison escape game where you can do split screen and or online and it looks really good i think it seems to take quite a novel take on the older co-op gameplay that you know you can't match make in it you have to partner up with a stranger if you haven't got someone next to you so you can carry on moving through the cutscenes someone else is viewing and it's a neat little system i I look forward to seeing more of it um low lights wow there, there were a few let's be honest um just like last week i'm gonna say it the two men in blazers is terrible what the that was just awful and probably the height of uh the cringy shit they had on there. I'm, I'm told they're supposed to be very good um, at, at the comedy, but uh, they didn't show it here. They did uh, very generic football jokes that, yeah, I'd, I suppose a guy in Chelsea in a pub with a shaved head might find funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, but that's about as high as that wit level got. Tim, EA, what impressed you? What's your up for EA? Is the deathly silence you're up? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I was muted. I did the I did the Ben thing from last week. That's I right. my my high was actually five because I was expecting it to be a little bit more I don't know political than it was, and I was a little worried about it. Yeah. But now it's more about like I don't know. It's just not so like. Basically, right now, and I mean, I like that. Yeah. You know, this is EA, right? We're talking, not Ubisoft. Oh, excuse me. What am I thinking? I was, say, I was thinking, what was supposed to be political? Need for speed? <laughs> like... Oh my god, I can't really remember the EA one. Then, oh my god, I know the <laughs> the low for me was uh, Anthem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was among the lows, especially considering they <laughs> they showed it after another show. And right. it, it was, you know, it would have been nice to see EA, you know, show their own stuff. I don't know highs though. I'm not. I don't it know. Was, the fact it was very limited. Really, like standing out. Just I can't okay. Really think of um, I'll throw it to you. What about Madden having a, a journey-esque story mode? Oh, I don't uh, give a shit. <laughs> oh man, I don't give a shit. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Oh. 
we've got the poet curate. He's swearing. It's brilliant. <laughs> Love it. Thanks, man. Excellent. You it out of me. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, ben, what about you? What's your high from EA's conference? Uh, Star Wars. Yeah, that that was sure there. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> there it is. I, I was trying to think of games that were there. I spent the entire time Tim was talking to remember. <laughs> it didn't work for me either, so... <laughs> I remembered the, the Speeds of Need and the Star of Wars, <laughs> but... Um, Why are the stars forgot, fighting each other? Just <laughs> for dominance to see who's the brightest. How do you have a battlefront between stars? It just doesn't make sense. I wish we had that kind of competition right now in the world. Which one's the brightest? <laughs> But to be fair, Star Wars Battlefront did have like the best host of the evening in Junior yep. Gavanka. She did a brilliant job. She Definitely want the game straight up. Yep. So she Star was Wars. right at the cheesy nonsense. I like that. Uh, whereas, Star Wars yeah. the Battle of France too. The Battle of France fighting now. <laughs> how, how did they have a battlefront between stars? It just is that the planet? Well, the planet? Is out. it the Event Horizon? Oh man. <laughs> You'll find out with the Stars of Wars coming November. Uh, what was your your down, your low point from EA? Most of EA. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, 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 Pele. It was Pele, wasn't it? Yeah, no Pele. No Pele. That's that's my down. No, they they got gaming personalities in for that. Yeah, I want Pele. Screw gaming person. We suck. Yeah, Harley. I mean, that was generally another problem with it, that, that there were too many gaming personalities, YouTube streamers sort of types that, yeah, uh, I think one of the biggest things someone pointed out was that, you know, they had that whole thing about Star Wars Battlefront and saying, we got the fans of the first game in, you know, who happened to be streamers and YouTubers to come in and play the game and the new game and uh, tell us all about what they like. And it's like, hang on. People are like the way the original game was really shouldn't be telling you what to do with the second game. <laughs> so, because there's a lot of problems with the way that you made the first game. Um, but they seem to have solved most of those problems, hopefully. Gary, what about you? Hi, what's your up? Hi, best bit? My up was Need for Speed Payback. Um, got a lot of burnout vibes from that game. Oh, yeah. Some good Vernet vibes. It was almost going to be the best looking racer of the of the whole of E3. It's still and, handled by EA, so sh- yeah, that's what I said. It was almost, it was almost, <laughs> but it was beaten. We'll get to that. Oh yes. Yeah. So I, I I really enjoyed what I saw of Need for Speed outside yeah. of the terrible starting presentation of it. Oh. <laughs> Man, that's so awkward. I love that. <laughs> but it's literally like. You caught a guy rummaging in your mum's knicker drawer, and he just turned around and go, "Hey, I'm here playing <laughs> with your mum's knickers, <laughs> and here's some cars." It's like it just so like he didn't expect to be on stage, but they yeah. just dropped him in. Oh man, I'd say poor yeah, guy. Fun. Um, I, I'm excited for it. I like. I like the, the the new style. I like the the whole Fast and Furious thing that go on, that they have going for them. Um, yeah. I haven't been excited for Need for Speed in a very long time since Rivals, actually. Um, so yeah, that was disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it made me a little angry that you know 
we're not going to get a burnout. But and yet this has a bit of it in it. And it's just like I like that it has burnout in it, but it's not burnout. And it makes me sad. But then that company split three ways. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. And none of them are doing burnout. Fuck's sake. Um, what was your low point? Your, your, My your low point was seeing the absolute wasted money from EA in hiring and paying professional athletes, news reporters, and coaches, hyping up a fictional fucking character. As if Slayer. As if he was a real person. That uh, was, I mean, in fairness, Pat Gary, he is kind of a real person who's just his name isn't Alex Hunter. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. <but> yes. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was even for someone who watches that. I saw that. I was like, did they really pay these people to say all this? This is terrible. So terrible. terrible. It's the FIFA brand, man. There you go. It gets that kind of chump change out. They got to spend it on something. They're not spending it on the game engine. No, Andrew Wilson's got to be kept in jackets, though, you know, so. Um, what else did we have then after that? I suppose, who's chose next? I've got it on a list here somewhere. Uh, Ubisoft was, was it? Was it Bethesda? Oh, it was Microsoft. No, it was Microsoft. Is it Microsoft or Bethesda? It Microsoft for next, were they? Okay, let's go with Microsoft then. Let's get it out of the way, guys. Um, high point. Yeah, let's just get it. it out of the way. Yeah. I'm Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. High point. I'm going to sound very petty with this high point now, but it's like the high point for me was I liked what they did with the Xbox avatars. That was literally it. I liked that they've made it so customizable to people with disabilities or people. Who, well, well, well. And that wasn't like, the show at the conference, though. No, I mean, but there you go. I'm clutching at straws here. <laughs> I told you it was sound petty, but no, I generally thought that was the most, you know forward-thinking thing they did to us i as much as there was a nice games there i can't get behind most of them for the way they were presented and yeah i suppose that's my low was the uh don't lead your conference up with we got all this shit that's going to be exclusive oh um but only two of them are actually going to be exclusive and even then they're actually going to be on pc too so none of them are exclusive and it's like yeah okay fine yeah i yeah i mean I know we're we're obviously a PlayStation podcast for PSG.com and we don't we're not going to champion the other consoles as much but at the same time I really genuinely thought we'd go into this with them having some big killer idea that was going to sort of slay the competition that they'd, they'd have something that would really you know take the fight to Sony but what they did was release a $500 version of the console they've got out. That's another lie in there. Oh, it's going to be true 4k. And like that other console, Oh, hang on. No, it's not. You've got the same thing. You have to use the same tricks and cheats on certain games to make it run in 4k. So what's the point? What's the point at all at this one? Yeah. It's like, it, there's no point for anyone switching. It's only going to be people that have bought the original Xbox one, or maybe probably bought the Xbox one S last year. And I still don't see anything big from them, from them personally. The, the, the only innovation they've got outside CFE seems to be buying time license. And that's it. And I, I don't know 
where the future lies on that. Sure, they might have games next year to say, oh, well, here's another one of these, here's another one of them. But I don't know, just like what they did show, nah. I like, but yeah, all right, bright side. I'll give you a bright side in fairness. Sea of Thieves looks quite fun. But again, it was like the second best pirate game there. It's a whole, it's like E3. Um, Ben, what about you? Xbox High. Forza 7s. Or is it 8s or 9s? Forza's. The Vroom Vrooms. <laughs> that looked really good. That did look like a lot of cars. Um, but at the same time, it's going to take some people until Forza 8 to download it because it's 100 gig. <laughs> that's why you got this super that's why you got had the better console now you know, so you've got more hard drive space from the off it's, uh, still a hundred gigabytes it's it a is 50 un- gigabyte patch <laughs> 50 gigabyte patch 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 4K capability 4k capability man yeah which probably means you know not but yeah it's it's the good checkered flag is going to be even more checkered Oh, <laughs> checkmate! Mm. <laughs> right, what, what was your down for Microsoft then, Ben? Crackdown three. Oh man, yeah. I mean, if you're going to go for an individual game and that's exclusive, what the hell happened there? It went from looking, oh my god, this looks sexy, and I want an Xbox to, oh my god, what is this shit? <laughs> Get I mean, it away from my eyeballs! It looked like Saints Row four. And that's not on the original version. That's what I mean. I don't mean to discredit Saints Row 4 with that. It just it looks like Saints Row 4. Even the color scheme is just very purple. And it's like, and yeah, no. Uh, No amount of Terry Crews saved that for me, which is a shame because Terry Crews is wonderful. Um, Gary, what about you? What's your Microsoft up? Does it's really hard for me because is it a Microsoft exclusive of that I have to pick? No, anything they show. Oh, okay, Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Exclusive. Oh yeah, shit, I forgot that was on there. Oh my goodness, there you go. Then. Yeah, because everyone... I, I, I forgot it because it's on PS1, PC, I just, you know. Yeah, it's not an exclusive. No. I couldn't remember where I'd seen it, do I? So. It, yeah, I could, I thought, for some reason I thought it's like another, like, Activision or something like that, or EA. That won, oh, uh, that won, it won a lot of awards at E3 as well. That's because well, it's but... amazing. Anyway, Gary, carry on. Uh, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. If not that, then Metro. A new oh, Metro. Man, yeah. I, I'm very look, happy. That, that was one of the biggest early suspects of the whole, is it an exclusive? Isn't it exclusive? And it went round and round for about 24 hours before we suddenly got, no, it's on everything. And it's like, oh, okay. So, what was that all? I mean, they opened with it, which is just odd in that sense. <laughs> but hey, great. That means we get to play Metro, which is just awesome. I love Metro. So, yeah, 100% there with you. Um, the low, <laughs> um, the blatant lies and misdirection that people continue to believe of what they said. Yep, That's- such are the times. As low as it gets for me. And the fact that Phil Spencer now is pretty much the corporate douchebag that I assumed he was going to become. And you can, you can hear this comment podcast exclusive. Podcast launch exclusive only on Unchained. Yeah. 
<laughs> until we until we have it on a different podcast next week. Yeah, that's that's as well as it gets. If anybody would have done it, even if Sony did that, I don't care. That's as well as it gets to completely misdirect and lie about what you're saying. Oh, but Sony are the devil because they don't let you play Minecraft together. So yeah, um, if you forbid me, you want to keep track of your services and make sure it's okay on all fronts. No, no. Heaven uh, forbid you want to give your um, rival any leg up. Just Plus, it's not like they don't want people to make Xbox Live accounts to play yeah. the Minecraft. Oh, wait, they, they do. And it's not like with other games, they want to basically leech off of the PlayStation player base because it's larger. You know, it's. I'm shocked, I tell you, but no. It's, it's almost like. It's almost like someone did this to Sony last generation and they thought, you know what, when it comes around, <laughs> let's, let's not bother dealing with that company again. Hashtag. So, okay, what I'll do is I'll continue playing Fantasy XIV on my PS4 with my PC friends, also on Final Fantasy yes. XIV, on the same server. Yes, because guess what? Microsoft didn't want to have anything to do with it. So Still not. Yeah, it's both ways, guys, on that one. And that was uh, probably because it was at a time when uh, Microsoft was still leading. So there you go. Um, Tim, Xbox High, Up, Low, whatever you want to call it, High. What's your high point? Okay, so can the low be a Microsoft low and still a high for me? Can that be a thing? Sure. Okay. Um, oh my god, I had a high in general. Okay, so the low for Microsoft is a high for me, and it's my personal validation of building a gaming PC back in, during Christmas. So <laughs> thank you, Microsoft, for making me... <laughs> Validated in my decision to do that instead. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's fair to say they're going to be third place very soon uh, at this rate because I don't see them gaining any traction with this setup at all. <laughs> it's just, right. but hey, um, I think the high is. Not having to play with Xbox gamers when I play <laughs> when I play games. I think that's the best part. <laughs> Thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> You're the realist. <laughs> You're the truest of players. <laughs> okay. Who's the game now? <laughs> and yes, I know that sounds petty, but if you're listening to a PlayStation podcast and you don't expect that, then yeah, it's a uh, you probably went to the wrong website slash podcast hosting site. Um, well, thank you for visiting because we like yeah. the we like the we like the downloads. We like yeah. the views. We do. That's fine. Hey, leave a comment. Tell us how wrong we are. That's, we uh, feed off your hate. It, it's not like we don't look into these things and uh, do research instead of just copying what everyone else says on Neo Gaffe. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. If we change the definition of exclusive, then we can have a conversation with people. <laughs> An exclusive conversation <laughs> that you've had with three other people. Just <laughs> <laughs> wait. But it launched exclusively on that one person. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> you can also get the same opinion like 20 other podcasts right now. But you, you can only find it exclusively with us right now. That's it. That's it. 
day one. Um, Bethesda, next. We'll go with Bethesda, because they had their ungodly hour one for UK anyway. Yeah, um, I up for that for some reason, even though I don't like Bethesda. Which annoys me, because I never get to stay up for it, because it's just you have, when you have kids, 5am is... No, no. It's like, if they're not awake, you don't want to be awake. That's why I Um Well, they didn't have a lot, but they Which had was stuff. for me, because it's best idea. Mm. Come on, Ben. It's not nice. I'm um, being nice. But, yeah, <laughs> easy. Right, for me, it was easy for you know the up... It's Wolfenstein 2, New Colossus. That looks shit hot. And just, yeah, I'm all for it. It's the perfect time to be killing a bunch of Nazis in a wheelchair. He goes about that that petition that said that it's wrong to kill Nazis. Of course, because um, Wolfenstein hasn't existed for like the best part of two decades. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mrs. Um. Maybe, probably for me, the Morrowind, the Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind reaction video, where they got a bunch of people to react to the trailer that they put out a few months ago for Morrowind. It was just... Oh horrific, my god, it's graphic! Horrifically, horrifically it's insincere. Graphic. And it's just like, oh, yeah, shudders. It, made, it honestly made me shudder. It's like, yeah, I was quite happy about that, but I didn't... I don't think even the biggest fan was sat there going, oh my God, we're going to get go back to a bit of Morrowind and the combat's not going to be as good and we're going to have more markers than we had back then and there's going to be a lot of other people there doing stupid dances and dressed in high-level costumes that look like fucking Power Rangers. But it'll be just like Morrowind again. No, it's just, no, no. Well, you had me at the Power Rangers part. <laughs> <laughs> and then you lost me when you said it's, it's Morrowind. I don't get this fascination with Morrowind. Like it's a fucking swamp. Like, how can anybody enjoy being in? I could. I've probably gotten about this later because I've been funny. I've been playing. Oh <laughs> my god, my... you've been playing it. <laughs> yes, I've been playing it, and yeah, I get the appeal, and I get it. it. Also, does serve as like the last bastion of how it used to be, where they didn't have markers for everything, and you could just go anywhere and just figure stuff out, and which you know it's getting a bit of a rena- renaissance with the likes of Breath of the Wild, so. Yeah, it, you can see why people like it. At the same time, it looks like a golden turd back in the old version. So the best hey, golden hey, turd, Neil. The best, hey, yeah, you know that golden turd did <laughs> make one of the, uh, a franchise so good that they uh, released the last version of it on everything. So yeah, why not? Um, Tim, we'll start with you this time. Bethesda, hi. Me, oh Tim. Yeah. Oh, that's I. Go to. I feel like this is going to be EA for me all over again. I really don't remember a lot. Do you want to jog you? Do you want me to jog you with a few things? Well, I can tell you my negative: the fact yeah. that they decided to put VR in Skyrim instead of putting it on the calculator first. That's some shit. <laughs> well, I have you my TI-84 collecting dust since high school. I need to use it. Sasuni's dumb. Come on! I know with the user base they got, you know, it would it made it would have made sense, you know? right? So you don't, you don't something have to do inst- during school. So you just don't have the install base that you do on a Casio. It just makes sense. And dumb Bethesda. What else did they do though? Um, Evil Within Two was there. Um, yeah. yeah, Wolfenstein. As you said, uh, there was Dishonored stuff. 
uh, I don't know. Beyond that, it was a very short show. There wasn't a lot, and most of it was old stuff. And, Doom and VR, Fallout 4 VR. Oh, yeah, they had Doom VR and Fallout VR. VFR. That's a special VR. VR. Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I like the concept of the evil within, but I haven't f- finished yeah. it in the sense that I haven't played it more than an hour. Um, I'm with I don't you, know, I just, to be fair. I don't know, it kind of came at a bad time, and now I, then I haven't been receptive enough to go back to it. I don't know. Um, I mean, everything looks cool. I kind of know what goes on because the internet is not a discreet place. Um, but... Uh, seeing more of it isn't a bad thing. But yeah. I feel like the I arts, should play the yeah. first one before I get excited about the second one. Uh, it seems to be going to a different sort of place. It's more Lovecraftian. There's a I don't know if you watched uh, Brian Fuller's Hannibal TV show, but it just has a lot of that art direction of that, uh, you know, where it's slightly trippy looking and weird, and it's like, yeah, I could go with, I could go for that if they make that part of the game and not just like part of this trailer, but. Yeah, it, it, it looks more Silent Hill than Resident Evil now, which is uh, probably fine a good with thing. me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. that, there's that hole to fill. Wouldn't it be ironic if Shinji Mikami made a good Silent Hill game before Konami? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, at this point, it's it's inevitable. Yeah. Oh god, Konami's awful. <laughs> ah, crooks, crooks. Um, Benefer, what about you? You don't have a lot to say, I know, but uh, I liked the Wolfenstein. It looked amazing. Um, for Beck City, you can, murder, you, can, you can murder Nazis whilst you're yeah. in a wheelchair. I know. I mean, crop, crop. I, that's why I want it. All I need. And I disliked all of the rest. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> a succinct point. Um, well, no, actually, okay. to be fair though, no, I'm going to go with Skyrim as well, not because. Of the same reasons, the idea of Skyrim VR sounds really good to me, but I don't I mean, think it's worth full price. Yeah, that's yeah, some bullshit. Yeah. I, I mean, that if, was it, just... depending on the price of glass, if they charge full price, then it's a rip off. They are, they, they are, are? fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, really. Though I do Fucking have a friend, uh, and I don't want to say that it's not meant for somebody, right? I, I, uh, but because I have a friend that is very anti Bethesda, kind of like Ben. I think Yay. a little bit more more a little bit more so in fact. Lies. I, uh, but lies <laughs> I don't know. I put you two together and we should figure it out. Best you're off. <laughs> who hates Bethesda more? Go. <laughs> um but my but he he is really invested in VR, my friend is, and when I'm sure it's they not announced me you're that talking for VR, about <laughs> 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 uh, he could be. He has an American accent. American Ben. I don't think I'm getting thrown off there. American Ben. <laughs> yeah. I have two Bens in my life. I'm so honored. Uh-huh. Poor you. Anyway, like, he's on. so into he's into the idea, and he's never been into any Bethesda game, really. I guess except for was that one, Dishonored. Uh, but but the idea of having VR in it, it appeals to him, and he wants it. and He loves his VR, so I think it's more of an excuse to play VR and try something new as opposed to be wanting Bethesda. But, I mean, the product itself has an audience, uh, oh, though yeah. that audience is more of a group of people that have already bought this game at least three times. I just think they're using it as an excuse to experiment with stuff. And that's it. So before they actually bring the next one out. And it just seems like everything, hey, we'll try it on this, we'll try it on that. And I hope, I don't know, if it results in a 
better Elder Scrolls Six, then great. But it, it seems like a very expensive way of doing it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I can I can respect the fact that they may need me for this because this is a brand new thing and they're going into a new realm and it's basically turning it into. No, a they new don't. Game. But sixty bucks, stupid shit. I mean, oh, I can they... see that. I can see the corporate logic of, well, this is a game that lasts you hundreds of hours and now it's in VR. Fucking hell! Imagine how much that will last you. And yeah, there is a tiny part of my brain. Well, here, let me <laughs> let me find sixty dollars on top of the five hundred dollars I need for VR. Yeah. Oh man, that's an appealing notion there, Bethesda. I mean, Fallout for me is probably the better option, just because I don't. Know, it's Fallout. I had so more fun in a way exploring Fallout 4's area, just in a different way. I mean, I loved yeah. exploring Skyrim, but it's just it's a lot of fucking mountains, and it just I don't think that lends itself very well to VR. So. I think, yeah, Fallout would just be a bit more, you know, oh, look at this, there's some interesting stuff in this building. That's why I think if, you know, if Bethesda are going all in on this whole VR stuff, I'd love stuff like Prey would just be amazing to go around that space station in VR because just it's, you know, Arcane have just filled that place with detail. You know, when you've got a big open world instead, that detail gets thinned out a bit and it's like, yeah, you get to walk around and see a few things and it's fucking going to be terrifying when a dragon flies in your face. And eclipse through you because you know Bethesda, mm-hmm. but you know a, a smaller, more enclosed area that still has you know, space to it. It would just suit it better, I think. Mm-hmm. It's the combat will always be a problem. I think with VR, it's if you, if you can't make it work, then you're gonna yeah be furring up every left, right, and center. But, um, Gary, you, we haven't asked you, have we, for this one? No, no. Um, Evil Within 2 was my high point. Um, yeah. Really excited for that. Um, I liked the first one, even though I thought it was batshit crazy when it came to the storyline. Um, I'm excited to to go back into this one. Like you said, it's more like a Silent Hill type now, from what we've seen of the trailers, at least. Um, Shinji Mikami is actually not directing this one. Oh, he's not? Oh, no, yeah. it, it was revealed, yeah. Oh, so. shit. It's going to be a Devil May Cry 2. <laughs> in the bin. <laughs> so it's interesting to see what he's working on. Um, but I, I'm still excited for it. I thought they, they showed off a really good CG trailer and then followed that up with some gameplay. I thought it was really well done. Um, the low point, just Elder Scrolls in general. <laughs> Not just Skyrim, but the entirety of the franchise at this point. Just how many how many shows does Skyrim show up on? All of them. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not Microsoft's or EA's, but I'm gonna say all of them. I don't care. <laughs> just everything about it. Like they, they after Skyrim they just became such a huge cash cow for them that it's just like Oh, let's bring back Moral Wind, a swamp that people like to enjoy playing in with mushrooms growing everywhere. Okay, fine. Bring back Oblivion next, probably. Um, Oblivion's so cookie cutter, though. I mean, it's just like of all the places in Tamriel, it's like the most fantasy setting ever. There's just nothing to it, I find. Oh, you know what's going to happen as another expansion. Um, then you, you got the Elder Scrolls card game because they got to compete in that market against Hawthorne and Gwent coming out here soon. Um, it's just... Doing well, apparently, though. So you know. Yeah, I mean, it's Elder Scrolls. They're pretty much selling every game 
by putting Elder Scrolls on it. You remove Elder Scrolls from those card games and half of the stuff they're doing and it's not going to sell anything. But, yeah, just the Elder Scrolls franchise to me is just getting irritating. I'm tired of seeing it everywhere all the time on everything. Which is ironic because it's now, what, six years since it came out. <laughs> it's like, it's, we, we've not seen another one. And it's, yeah, just. And, and, and like you guys said, they're charging us the full price, $60 for it, and yet it still sells millions. It's like, you bitch and moan about them, other companies releasing the same game for cheaper $30, $20 as a remaster or something, but yet, well, Skyrim is worth $60. Fuck you. you know what? I always think of Bethesda like being the American idea of um, Nintendo. You know, it's like they always produce some stuff with ambition and you know, ideas and things, that, but then they go and do the very American stuff of just like redoing the same thing over and over again and making you pay for it. Mind you, actually, that's quite a Nintendo thing as well, to be honest. So they are, they're more like Nintendo than I thought. Um, but yeah, they, do, they don't have the. Um, technical finesse of a nintendo if you will but uh they have that sort of oh we could do this cool stuff in there i mean stuff like uh, they allow arcane to do games like dishonored and pray where you know you can solve problems in multiple ways which is again a very nintendo thing just you know, having a complexity to stuff and you know expansive open worlds or to consoles in a different way they did you know, back in the day it's so cool you know they do stuff like that they're a bit janky with it and Sadly, yeah, they like charging for the shit over and over again. Yeah, it's it's also like you guys said, it's like, why are they doing Skyrim in VR as a new announcement, but not Fallout 4, which they announced last year for VR? Yeah. But it's not no, coming it to the PC. It's only PC. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, I think what Gary's saying is like, how is it not on console uh, at the same time? If, if, but Skyrim uh, is on console, but it's not on PC. Like, um, yeah, because they are the same engine. I mean, no matter what Bethesda to say, it's like, yeah, it's a nicer looking version of the engine, but it's still the engine. You've got Doom running. I mean, Christ, the amount of, I can't imagine the amount of people puking playing Doom in VR. Oh, no. Just, yeah, that's... Well, it's, it's VFR, so it's one of those, like... It isn't Doom, yeah. It, it, yeah it's, it's more like Time Crisis than anything else. Yeah, I think they're implementing the, like, click-to-go here sort of thing, which is fine but yeah it looked a bit ropey and uh, early tech demo in places so my joy is that doom in general doesn't look as great as it could to be honest mm. um cool so i think that's bethesda isn't it is that all the rest done yeah huh? cool let's move on to ubersoft who let's face it no one would have put them up there amongst you know, the top bunch at the end of e3 but there they were they had a, a really nice conference that started with you know, Mario and Rabbids. Fine, great. Um, also, I'll just say this now. Um, one of the big worries going in was they ditched Aisha Tyler, which you know, people either love or hate. Great. But the fact that they then said, oh, we'll have the developers doing the talking and hosting and showing the games off instead. And it's like, oh, Jesus, that could be a car crash. And it's like, that could be very bad. But it worked out really well. Like, especially when you compare it to compare and contrast to EA wheeling out YouTubers who've never had much of talking outside their own room. You know, it's uh, 
it's to see these guys and girls just speak so passionately about their games. I mean, even in that Mario Rabbids thing at the beginning, they had the, that guy who's working on it who's you know, in tears because he got to work with me and mm. just like as daft as this game is, it's, it's lovely to see that someone gets so touched by that. I mean, Michael Ansel at the end of uh, the Beyond Good and Evil 2 reveal. Again, he's very close to tears you know, because it's been years since he's trying to get this. Well, I, he was just so happy, and yeah, it was genuinely very pleasant. And of course, they had to ruin it in the middle, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, now, it was interesting to the point there were actually a lot of candidates here for my my up on this one because. You know, I like the look of Skull and Bones. That was great. Transference of the R game, which apparently sounds very um, PT-esque with Elijah Wood. Um, I like that, but I haven't seen it, so can't say. And yeah, Assassin's Creed Origins look nice and that. But um, for me, shockingly, as someone who really doesn't like racing games, the crew too. Really, just yeah, I like the look of the crew too. Amazingly, the fact that you know this whole what do you call it? Um, relay race, if you will, of using planes and boats and cars and going around cities. And it, I like it. I really do like the concept of it. It's just something that isn't your average racing nonsense. And the fact that they had, you know, not just road racing, but off-road racing as well. And like going through swamps and crystal things for the boats and just flying over, you know, Central Park and, and, and racing planes and wow yeah odd that that's yeah more shocking than ubisoft being a really good show anyway was for that a sequel to a game nobody really asked for and yeah there you go that that was a surprise for me on the down point for me oof i mean some stuff didn't really do much i mean rabbits you know stop trying to make them happen Uh, skull and bones had a cover of seals crazy that was Guess what? It was a whispery piano cover of an old song. Yeah, that, that's uh, new and fresh. And Starlink was... I don't know what that was about, but they made you think it was Beyond Good and Evil before they showed Beyond Good and Evil. So that probably got minus points. Um, but for me, yeah, Just Dance 2018, it had to happen. And <laughs> you know, forever wonder what hard times Sub-Zero and Tekken's Panda went through to wind up gyrating on stage. So... To just dance. But there you go. So, and also props to the woman singing who was singing about wanting to dance with somebody whilst being backed by about thirty people behind her dancing. Um, your options there, love. It's fine. Um, Gary, what is your ubi up? My ubi up. Uh, it is kind of hard to pick, isn't it? Um, for me personally. Um, the collaboration between Nintendo and Ubisoft. Sure. Um, quite honestly, I mean, the, we really haven't seen Nintendo collaborate with anybody outside of their own inner circle before. Like, sure, we've had Bioware make a. Well, no, that's Sonic. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, no, I was thinking of the Sonic game. Sorry, I thought it was Nintendo. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is like one of the first big collaborations between Nintendo and anybody. Quite honestly, and yeah, I I dislike the rabbits a lot, but the game itself actually looks really fun. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, it's XCOM. Remember Mario. that time when Nintendo oh. let Panasonic make some Mario, uh, some other games, and a Mario <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, yeah, but especially to to for Nintendo to allow another company to make a game based off their characters, I think is a huge step for Nintendo. Mm, um, very much so. Yeah, so to me, the collaboration there was a very high point for me. Um, the low point of Far Cry 5. Um, oh, interesting. Why is that? I just, it looks like Far Cry to me. Like, nothing at all has changed about it. Like, yeah. you find a small little populated area, you clear everybody out of there, it becomes liberated, and you move on traveling across an empty field to get to the next settlement. Um, nothing feel- seems like it's different here. The only thing that it has going for it is its themes, which obviously is very controversial right now. Um, that and the four-player co-op, I guess, now that they're adding into it. Um, but to me, it's just you know, I was not impressed with it at all. Yeah, I, I can understand. I mean, when I was rating the shows, I put it as a minor hit. Because it's, you know, as you said, it's still very much Far Cry, same mechanics. I mean, Christ, they even still got the same alert markers, you know, which they use for like everything. But it's like, yeah. It, and the fact that we still don't know who the hell you are, or what you're doing there. Um, you're some mercenary teams doing what exactly? This town. Apparently, you got trapped here and you don't belong here. That, that's <laughs> they'll let you know. So. Well, if you have that much firepower, I don't think it's hard for you to get out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, Tim, what was your UB up? Oh, I don't know. That one's kind of hard to decide. Actually, no, it's not. Beyond Beyond Good and Evil Two, straight up. Um, yeah, that one's straight up, but. A lot of contenders behind it. I, I, I was really behind the Rabbids Mario game, and oh, the 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 gameplay looks charming. Like first came out when the first uh, part of the trailer showed up, it was just you know Mario and company following a rabbit and some winter stuff. And what the hell is this? This looks dumb. But then it got to actual gameplay and combat and things like that, and I was really in. I was really bored. A lot of things you can do with it. it yeah. Seems very like living, not just like a tactical. Like it, it looks like obviously a tactical game, but like tactical games seem very concrete and stoic. But this looks very organic, and I'm really behind the idea. <laughs> Have you never heard of our Lord and Savior XCOM? <laughs> I have. I own it. It's on my Vita, but I. Get distracted way too easily. Uh, so maybe yeah. if I named everybody Neil, I'd play it. Okay, sort that. Get XCOM to create everyone you know in the character pool and then play, and then just let them show up at random. It's just glorious. It's like your own Game of Thrones in a sci-fi universe, where just any, anyone you know can die at any moment because of your own incompetence. It's just... So don't play one. Oh, do play one. Yeah, if you want. But I'd say. PS4 has XCOM 2, and that's got just everything, and it's better. And it's, uh, yeah, more organic, if you will. And just, okay. just throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, if you like the look of this in terms of tactical or organic tactics, it's 
very much that. So just obviously, I don't think you'll be killing Mario off forever or anything. But okay, I know it's on sale right now, actually. So your timing mm. is impeccable. It's a tasty, tasty game. Tasty. What about your low point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Downer. I'm trying to think of one. I genuinely enjoyed the, most of that show. Uh, Skull and Bones actually has my is my bag, and I'm really excited for that. Mm. Um, um, a low. I don't. Oh, I can't think of one. This has been like the theme of my life for for this podcast. Let me see. <laughs> um, did I? Did you care about the game Steep? Oh, no. There you go. There's a low point. Not really. (laughs) Nobody's playing Um, Steep, an online-based snowboarding skiing game, and yet they're going expansion for it. So, yeah. I like their passion behind it, but... Oh, yeah. But, you know, the problem is that nobody really cares, so who's buying it? I mean, if the game were their passion, I'd probably buy it, but... I think it's just like... Because you make a lot of games... they do. They make a lot. I mean, there's always a couple that end up suffering because they've got so many online games. <clears throat> and this, oh. this run, it's definitely been For Honor and Steep that have had that issue. Oh, I remember. I remember what it was. Starlink. Yeah, that's my yeah. low. I'm not. I've never been a fan of the the whatever. I can't think of that game either. Toys the, uh, yeah, the Toys to Life, and it, I mean, it looks cool, but it just looks like a more expensive version. Toys for Life for adults, I think, is the the idea. It's like, hey, kids get it. Here's spaceships and shit. There you go. And then they can put a higher price on it, too. And not a fan. Generally, one of the the best puns on Twitter that day was No Man's Skylanders for that. It was just (laughs) brilliant. Well done. Cool. Um, Ben? Uh, who was it again? Ubisoft. Uh, the dancing pandas. Well, was the, that the high the, point or the low that was point? Your high. That was my <laughs> highest point of E3. <laughs> <laughs> and apart from that, um, my down point was South Park. We got oh. a mobile game and we got a teaser trailer, but no release date, even though it was supposed to have been out last year. What, the main game? Yeah. It did get a release date. Did it? When yeah, was not it? during the show, but yeah. Yeah, it wasn't during the show though. Then I'm pretty sure it did. No, I didn't see it. Unless I missed it. It's, it's October <laughs> something or other. Yeah, it's still my down point that they didn't. They did. They must have. Yeah, so fast that I didn't even see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just checking out. 17th of October. Yay! Okay, then the down point is um, um, uh, not enough dancing pandas. <laughs> I wish everything had been like hosted by the person dressed in the panda suit. Yeah, maybe they get Kuma in next year. Yes, um, uh, kind of a play, with, yeah, like Kuma, uh, Romeo and Juliet, but done by Panda and Kuma. <laughs> Mokujin in the background. Brilliant. Yes. Excellent. To okay, pour so. or not to pour? To pour, not to pour. <laughs> That's Hamlet, um, though. Oh, right. So, on to the biggie. Um, 
Nintendo. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh yeah, go first. Um, yeah, go first. Go on, Ben. Uh, Nintendo. Uh, I dislike the fact that they didn't. I'm going to switch up. I dislike the fact that the Pokemon game was announced, but way too early because there's no footage, there's no gameplay, there's no title, there's nothing. We just know Pokemon exists in the future at some point. It literally like they saw the Switch sales figures and go, "I suppose we better do this." And it's like, "Okay," it's like and they go, "All right, we'll go and tell them out on stage that we're going to do it." It's like, right. The night before E3, we have nothing. What do we do? <laughs> yeah, this and is mentioned. The, my like was <clears throat> Mario Odyssey. The fact that it looks like that hat game on Switch. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> yeah, the one where you can switch between. Yeah, you you play someone, you got to find other people that are pretending to be stuff in the environment. Oh, prop hunt. Yeah, like a weird reverse prop hunt. Yeah, yeah. like that. And um, it's an old PS2 game I'm thinking of as well. That Only does now that. the props are hunting. What's that PS2 game where you could take control of different things? Oh, I remember now. Ah, oh, God, that's gonna throw me off now. Oh, never mind. Let's let's not get too Anyway, too that's the one that I thought was good. Yeah. Uh, Gary's gone away. Oh, no, he's back. That's never mind. Oh, no, gonna... he missed, he's going to go away. He's not going to get to talk in the Nintendo section. That's <laughs> why he ran away. He's like, I've got to make I sure. I'll never miss the Nintendo section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to you last, I suppose. Harry, just to make you get all your air time. Um, I suppose I'll go next because I should have gone first. But of course, Ben was very excited there. So that's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, Mario Odyssey. It just looks daft, and I like that. I like daft Mario games. That's why Super Mario Sunshine is the best Mario game ever. So, so great, yeah, fantastic. I'll do for that. A definitely low point. Putting things up that are just names, you know, and not showing any games. That that's not how it works. So, yeah, I would say that of anyone, you know, if you haven't actually got a game to show or even a trailer for a game to show then maybe don't announce you've got a game coming. It's like in the hope that it will sell you a few extra units at Christmas. Because you're going to sell them anyway, Nintendo. Come on. As much it's... as I love Nintendo, uh, any company, it's just, uh, I love Pokemon. So them going, oh, Pokemon, being an app for the Switch. I'm like, yeah. And then sometime in 20-somethings. <laughs> they said, like, it's not even going to be ready for next year. I'm like... So what's the point of what even? Why? What, what even? What even? What evens? Tim, what was a Nintendo and a Nintendo don't for you? <laughs> oh, the don't is going to be the big one for me. The lack of any information about or coverage of the virtual console. Mm, yeah, fair enough, man. There. Uh, there have been so much talk and hype behind it and the fact that they went without at least mentioning it. And they meant a non-existent Pokemon RPG game first and that huge miss for me. Yeah. And a Metro uh, Prime 4 logo, literally. Yeah, a uh, huge miss. Um, oh my god, I had a big one. Though the big one I would have to say is hypocritical is that I, I like the fact that they have a Pokemon RPG coming to the Switch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds right. <laughs> That's, That's why it's frustrating because it's like it's what people have wanted for years, you know. So they're doing it, but the way they've announced it is very 
Classically Nintendo. It's like, it'll probably come out now when the Switch is finished and they're on to the next console. I'll do a Zelda with it. No, they, they said for 2018. Oh, yeah, exactly. When the Switch is finished. I, uh, <laughs> oh, how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I clinked my own glasses together there. Just uh, appreciate oh. my own joy. Um, though, actually, like the actual positive for me is... Uh, the the DLC coverage that they had for Breath of the Wild. I don't know what it was about it, but I mean, up until that point, I hadn't really played Breath of the Wild yet on my Switch, and I mean, I played like an hour, but I, don't, I couldn't. I wasn't feeling it at the time. But watching the DLC for some reason gave me the the what I needed to go and play it, and I'm actually having a good time with it now. So I'm probably going to get the DLC with the way that trailer was. I don't know. That was a high point for me. Yeah, I actually had similar with um, Dishonored. It, uh, I watched the uh, trailer for um, the uh, expansion, if you will, or whatever it was, a standalone thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it made me get into Dishonored 2 a bit more because, oh, if this is coming, I want to finish this game first. And it's like, yeah. So, and like, I, yeah, stopped getting disinterested in it for a bit and started playing again. It's, yeah, good, good stuff. Not as good as me, but, you know, it's still good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Plus, it behind those new amiibos for. Zelda. And those things that aren't Amiibos as well, which was a bit odd. But I don't know what that was about. Um, all right, Gary. Go on. What did you like? What didn't you like? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't like any of it. <laughs> That's what he's saying. No, no. Uh, the high point for me was the announcement of the Pokemon RPG. Um, I said it numerous times. That's all they need to do, and they'll make millions and millions and millions of dollars and i know uh, i totally get where you guys are coming from with just announcing it not showing anything same thing with metroid but i think in this case i will defend them on it simply because every year that nintendo does anything for a show even if it's e3 if it's whatever direct it is it's always the same criticisms like nintendo hates metroid they're not doing anything with Metroid. It's a dead franchise. They did Federation Force to prove that they don't care about Samus. Um, so, in my opinion, they had to show something of Metroid on the Switch for this. Yeah. At least an announcement. They had to do it because it would have gone back to they hate Metroid and the feedback that they would have gotten would have been pretty bad. Especially since all their big hitters such as Nintendo and Mario, are coming out this year. What will they have for next year? So I think think for them to show that Metroid is in development, whether it comes out next year or the year after that, who knows? But I think it's something that they had to do to tell people, hey, we're listening to you. We know you wanted a new Metroid, and it's super early in development probably, but it is coming. Um, and same thing with Pokemon. Um, just knowing that a Pokemon RPG, a full-fledged Pokemon RPG, is in development for the Switch is enough for people to buy a Switch, in my opinion. Well, <laughs> right. it's literally the smartest time for it because Pokemon is as big as it's been for a long time. You know, with Pokemon Go, for what it limited the thing is, it is, has introduced a whole new bunch of kids to Pokemon. And then, yeah. of course, Sun and Moon came out and that introduced them again. And, yeah, I mean, that will sell the, all the Switch. You know, so that's just 
big. Um, if they can keep riding that wave Pokemon wise until then, then yeah, it's gonna just whew, do yeah, big boss numbers. For sure, and you know they did the same thing with Kirby too. Like, oh, they don't care about Kirby anymore, and then boom, they gave you a new Kirby this year, or Which they showed. Always, always good to give a new Kirby. Yeah, I mean, for me, the way Nintendo did this press conference, which is a high point for me, was lining up and showing you what throughout the rest of the year going into the future is going to look like for the Switch. Yeah, it was a very um, condensed version almost of what Sony ended up doing on theirs, which is probably why it, was, it worked better. Because they, they just, uh, here's all the good stuff, and yeah, done. That's it. That's what's coming. And yeah, I think... They get away with the um, you know, just showing a logo more because they're more trustworthy in terms of delivering a good game, I think, and that that's where they get that. You know, people will be more forgiving because they, well, look, they just did Breath of the Wild and Mario game looks, you know, awesome, and they just did Pokemon Sun and Moon. And so yeah, people are going to go, yeah, of course we're going to trust them at the minute. Yeah, you know, last year maybe not, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's uh, like you have Zelda and Pokemon, or not Pokemon Mario. In the same year, when when it's Nintendo, that pretty much means the rest of the next two three years is gonna suck. <laughs> those, <laughs> those games are not gonna happen. So I think for them, it was something they had to do to show people. Yes, we have Mario and Zelda this year, but in the future, we're also getting our other franchises back on track. Um, yeah. what was it? any low point? Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I like the way no, no, I actually, see the innovation, but it was like, nah, I just, I don't see how that would work. Well, the fact that it's, it's being published by Nintendo too means Bethesda doesn't even care about it. <laughs> it's like, hey, there's shit wrong with it. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> actually, they'll release the best version of Skyrim because it actually works. Oh, they'll snap. fix all the bugs for them. <laughs> That'd be hysterical. Oh, my God. Uh, no, uh, actually, a real low point for me was um, just like Tim's, the no talk of the virtual console or any of their online plans. Um, at, at this point, I'm assuming they're going to launch the virtual console when their online service goes into effect next year. Um, I think it's fair to say that's when the virtual console stuff will come out. Um but yeah, that that's kind of a low point for me. Like, I think no, they're, they're um, doing the snares, aren't they? The, the portable snares thing, aren't they? Is it all right? Yeah, mostly. Yeah. And if that's the case, that's why they're they're leaving it. They're basically, yeah. we'll sell some of these, then we'll do it. Or they'll do the N sixty four, and then they'll do it. Is when do you sell? You don't want to sell it this holiday because you're competing against yourself. Oh. I want the GameCube right now, Nintendo. Oh my god. Oh, well, you right. know, I'm sure there's a hole in Easter next year. They could go, yeah, there you go. But to us, if they make it limited stock like last time, it will it, it will sell. And that'll be it. That's all, that's all they care about at this point. They'll, they'll stop quick. Conveniently not have any more in stock forever and then go, oh, yeah, we're stopping it now. It's, uh, and it'll just be the only people who will ever win out of it is touts, as usual. Huckers selling it on eBay. And I remember seeing somebody complain that Nintendo can't create new IPs, so they keep relying on the old ones. And I'm just like, they just created Splatoon, and it's taken off like crazy. How can you not say that that's not a new IP? Even ARMS is doing, you know, going quite positive. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that's going to be the only ARMS they're going to make? 
I mean... Well, no, because Nintendo. And legs. Yeah. They, they can still make new IPs. Just don't make they a can... game called Head. Please don't. Yes. I guess I'll have to Nintendo, though. Because, you know, we're, we're talking... See, we were fair. We talked to a whole bunch about Nintendo and Microsoft. And even a tiny bit about PC at the beginning. But that was just me saying that the PC show was shit apart from XCOM. Um, and, you know, Devolver Digital, your show, bravo. What hot, brilliant nonsense that was. But, uh, yeah, just amazing. Uh, the best show to not have any actual game announcements. Yeah, for, for entertainment-wise, Devolver Digital was the best in show. Best show ever. Yeah. For it's games, a- though. But for actual uh, entertainment, yes. So it, it skewered the older the, the idea of E three stuff. Not always brilliantly, but it, it did a decent job for what it was. Um, let's move on then to the final combatant in this trial, the one that matters to us most, of course, because we are a PlayStation podcast. Um, Sony's E3 conference. Um, here we'll go into more detail than just saying one up and one down because there's lots to focus on. Again, Sony took last year's idea of, you know, oh, well, we won't talk much and we'll just show a lot of games like that. They did that and then they talked less this year, so it just felt like a procession of trailers and I think that did leave a lot of people cold, especially as there was a lot of stuff that we'd seen last year, but just differently this time. Mm-hmm. Still... My God, there was some good shit there. Um, I'm straight out for me and say it that Shadow of the Colossus being remastered is just perfect. I've seen many detractors uh, who love the original game saying, oh, but they've lost the, the, the tone of it and oh, they'll try and make the controls easier to use and that will ruin it. It's like, it won't ruin it, guys. It really won't. It's like It won't. It'll make it more accessible and that's yeah. what we need. That's what we want. My son who's watched me play Shadow of Colossus through and loves it, loves it. He lost his shit when I showed him that trailer. It's like, that's magic. And, you know, to have that, I mean, to have a five-year-old lose their shit to it, <laughs> a remaster of a game that came out in, what, 2005? <laughs> mm-hmm. Brilliant. <laughs> happy, 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 happy. Um, got a war at first. Yeah, Want to bother, but we were talking about it earlier in the week, weren't we, Gary? Um, yeah, yeah, about the uh, possibly ins and outs of what it's going to be about, and yeah, now I'm more fascinated by it, and I just I'm really looking forward to that. Um, we're getting Monster Hunter, you know, which mm. I predicted last week, so that's that's one in mine. <laughs> um, which yeah, that'd be cool. I'm quite glad to see that. Um, there's lots of games. Lots of VR wasn't left in, in the Vita dirt, if you will. They showed a lot of stuff for that, including fishing on Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> and oh, um, and uh, oh. stuff like Super as well. And, of course, Doom and Skyrim are coming to VR. And Whoa, yeah, there was some good stuff. Um, and most of all, Spider-Man. By God, Insomniac have nailed what Spider-Man should be as a game. I, I saw one guy say that it was like the thing in the entire show for him. But like, what show were you watching? <laughs> so, just like, how did they get Spider-Man wrong? It, it was perfectly Spider-Man. And yeah, I'm happy. I think it's still a little ways off, I look of it. I think Insomniac will put that polish on and it'll uh, 
proper down spanky. Again, very, looking very much happy to seeing where that goes. Um, bad points for me. Wow. Well, um, it's a minor thing, but Uncharted The Lost Legacy, as good as it looked. I said last week the one thing that I didn't want The Lost Legacy to be was just Uncharted without Drake, but still like Uncharted. Uh, and it did look a lot like they were doing very Drake things. I said it would be very odd for someone else to have quite the fortune slash misfortune that he does with crumbling ledges and things collapsing and breaking and falling off things. And yeah, they had a whole lot of that in the trailer. Still think it would be very good. And I quite like the whole Chloe dynamic. So yeah, that's there. I didn't like the poor presentation for a lot of games they put on there because they were so sort of, here's a game, here's a game, here's a game. It wasn't until you came back to them after the show and watched them. Like I said with um, God of War, uh, the demo didn't look great at first, but yeah, going back to it, it looked great. Days Gone suffered the same. Detroit, again, the same. I was very disappointed with Detroit until I saw it again properly after the show it was like oh okay yeah these are right but it's because they, they just know there was no lead in there was no they had to do a bit more talking than they did and it, it just it was a bit silly that they went a bit too full far into yeah, just literally 40 minutes of trailers and then i'll speak for a bit and that's it and i'm not so bored about the release date stuff because sony don't operate on the traditional when we release our games sort of thing, you know, it's, uh, we've proved already this year, they put out their games at the point where it's quieter in the year. And I think more companies are doing that. So that'll change again before you know it, because all the games will stop coming out at Christmas and it'll start coming out in Easter. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I'm not so bothered about stuff being 2018. They've released more exclusive games than any other, other consoles this year. So, you know, I think they're more entitled than hell. Like someone pointed out on afterwards on a Twitter, there's quite a few games still coming this year, so it's not like we're we're going without, is it? It's uh, what was it? I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, da, 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 da. sorry, I just want to quickly skim through that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, stuff like Gran Turismo Sport. Everybody's got. I mean, some that was actually an interview with Eurogamer did with um, Jim Ryan. I think it was. They were going. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't see any exclusive, big exclusives for your, your console for the rest of the year. It, it, so he's like, um, we've got Gran Turismo Sport. Gran Turismo is like one of our biggest selling franchises, though, and that's out this second half of this year. They're like, yeah, there you go. It's like, so it goes back to that whole thing where people moan about, oh, there aren't games, but there are. It's just it's not the games they want. And I think, yeah. Yeah, this, it, as usual, it's that. Oh, I don't like everybody's golf. Oh, I don't want this Uncharted game isn't a Nathan Drake full fat version, so I don't want it. And that's, I, think. I mean, there, there's exclusives it's not made by Sony. That, yeah. That's what you could have told them. We have plenty of exclusives. They're just not all from Sony. Yeah. Um, I just realized we're going to have to do it like an other section after this because there's a bunch of games that I've not been able to mention because they didn't really show up at conferences. Um. But yeah, stuff being put to the pre-show is my other real problem, I think. The fact like GT Sport, Crash Bandicoot, uh, everybody's golf, and even the reveal of Undertale you know, being on PS4 and Vita, just leaving them to the 2.5 Live of, of Sony's conference just felt a bit sad in a way. It's like 
they could have put them on. They could have, especially as they only ran an hour. <laughs> you know, it's like it, they had the room and time. Uh, it was a shame, and no wonder people thought, "Oh, well, you didn't show anything that's out here because most of the stuff that is out here, they didn't put in the main show." Yeah, well, that's me ending talking. Um, Tim, no, I totally agree with you. Like, I agree with the point about not there, there not being anything. You know, like so much stuff was released, announced, post show, and they only went an hour. Like, if it's just going to be an hour of trailers. Why not do an hour and a half? Because it was all good, right? Like, and all the stuff that they announced later was good. Why not just go another half an hour? I mean, it's a Especially movie. Like, yeah, like the Playlink stuff that they put in the pre-show. You know, the whole um, thing about bringing other players into your game with the use of mobile phones. That's a really good move. It's like, you should have that in your main show. It's an innovation. And I know it's not the first game to use mobile phones. Uh, or game idea to use it, but it's a good way of doing it. Um, Supermassive, who did Until Dawn, of course, doing a game that requires the use of this. And yeah, it looked genuinely interesting as an idea. It's like, that would have been quite cool. Stuff like that. Everybody's Golf looked cool. Why wasn't it on the show? GT Sport could have been on the show. Miss. Miss. Big miss. That and VR fishing. <laughs> Just like... I mean, it wouldn't be so bad. If it, like, yeah. I don't, I like, put, no, I, I mean, if you're going to do VR fishing, make a VR fishing game that good. Like, make one that good. Don't like, staple it onto a Final Fantasy game. I guess wow. that's my biggest issue with it. Oh, he's probably the I'm most kind of annoyed. I'm probably one of the few people, well, actually, a lot of people probably, where I was looking forward to that VR where you ride around with Cindy. Oh, yeah. But hey, they've obviously switched up their plans on that one. <clears throat> what are they going to do? What they do with the rest of the DLC and just have like mini bites of it instead of having like any of that? We shall see. Anything else, Tim? Uh, goods, though, the, the highs. Uh, I am a little torn between saying that Monster Hunter World and, or Shadow of the Colossus is my, my pinnacle one because both concepts get me riled up i'm very excited for both of them but i think i'm gonna put monster hunter world first simply Mm. because it's not a rehashed monster hunter it looks like a fully realized next gen version as opposed to being an upscaled one and the terrain looks more complicated more usable more interesting more interactive and mm, that's the point of hunting isn't it being able to use your environment as opposed to just running in and killing everything that's why I've been hoping for that for so long. You know, it's I'm glad they're actually doing a console one again. So yeah, it's splendid. I found I feel like the series has been away for me personally because I've not had Nintendo machines, and it's like yeah, sad. But there you go, it's here finally. So cool, and and yeah, Shadow of the Colossus. Just yeah, I think I spoke about it before when we were talking about um, the Last Guardian. It's just Shadow of the Colossus has become such an important game for me over the years. And just like, I mean, I really liked it when it came out, but it's just having played it multiple times since, it's just something about it just It's just so simplistic, but so wonderful and just unlike anything else. And I love it for that. 
And it's still, I, I really welcome the idea of a cleaned up version that is more accessible for a modern audience. That's exactly what should it should be at this point. Because put it out with the controls it had, you know, the same people that were complaining about The Last Guardian, only worse. Because, my God, if you thought the, the controls were bad on The Last Guardian, you're going to have some new hell to pay with Shadow. That's probably why I didn't really care too much with The Last Guardian, because I just finished playing Shadow of the Colossus again. And it was like, yeah, it's actually more freeing. I'm happy. <laughs> uh, anything else float your boat from Sony's conference? I mean, generally speaking, a lot resonated. I, um, I wish they had been more clear about Detroit, because... I remember Gary mentioning something about it earlier in the week and how it made that the trailer made Detroit look like it was something that it hadn't been presented like. And I wish they had been more like this is an aspect of the game or like this is a different mechanic for this character or something like a little bit more clear. But it ended up making it look like the game had changed. Mm. Um, the, but the, the just the presentation of Detroit, I mean, it, the trailer looked good and I was into it. But like the point he mentioned, it should have been a little bit more. Kind of like a lot of things, really, with the, the the show. Instead of it just being a, a barrage of trailers, it should have been the developer coming out for five minutes and saying, "No, it's not this. It's this, and it's like this, and we're doing things with this." Exactly. This is just it, a, yeah. give us that. Give us the, the the Sony swagger that we've come to know and love. We we missed that this year. Yeah, I think I do think they are distancing themselves from E3 a bit because they don't. E3 for the company is still following the old mold of we release games in September to December and Sony aren't that anymore. That's why they got the, it's almost quite strategic the way they placed uh, the PlayStation experience in December now because straight after that, that's when all their games start coming out. That's their E3 now. And yeah, I think that's why they're, they're here this year going, well, you know, look, we're, we're already in the lead. We've had a whole bunch of games come out this year. We haven't really got much new to show you yet. So. And you can't win because there are people who complain that they're releasing, you know, stuff, trailers of stuff that isn't out for ages and then moaning that there's nothing new to show. So, yeah. So at that point, you kind of just got to make your stance yeah. and live by it. I mean, come on. 2018 is literally six months away. Most games are going to be out in nine in the next nine months. So, yeah. We got all the games between then and now, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Christ. Everybody's golf alone, for me, it could be like one of the best games of the year just going from the beta. It's just so. Primary. It's, Wish I had jumped in. It looked like a good time. Man, I, I've missed so many betas this year. Yeah, that was, my heart. That, was, that was a doozy. That was. Um, ben. The two of us don't talk no more. Yeah. So what you got to say about P- the uh, PlayStation conference? Um, uh, I sure did like the Spider-Man. Spider-Man's was good. That looked amazing. I don't care what everyone thinks about the QTEs. They were contextual, not actual QTEs. I just think it would be a pain in the ass to actually do that stuff in-game. Oh, yeah. And As well. I like God of War. That looked really good. Yeah, definitely. Um, but my surprise at the show, and again, I'm most excited for, is The Undertales. Oh, yes. That was my game of the show, and I put my name down for the Curtis Edition. That was a nice surprise. So I was, I yeah, I was very happy about that. It's like I'm almost unhappy that I sold my Vita at this point because that was probably one of the last things I'd have definitely played on my Vita if that had been the case. If I'd known that sooner, it could have made it happen sooner, guys. Come on. Yeah. Oh well, 
PS4 bound for me. That's fine. Um, low lights. Any low lights? Hello. Uh, my low lights are um not enough talking. Not enough talking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it in the conference. I mean, it's yes. Oh, they oh, we want games. We want all the games. But I'd like a little bit, bit of actual human interaction. I'm not I saying mean, I want hours, but yeah, you know, three think, minutes in between games where they talk about the game or something about the next game or whatever. Yeah, you, you don't have to go full on like Microsoft did and just waffle over everything. I know we live in the age where people can stand up in public, talk shit for ages, and yeah. get elected. But it doesn't mean hmm. you have to run your shows that way. But I want some something, you know, some feedback. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Short sound bites would have been perfect. Yeah. As little, the odd developer, as Tim said, I think would have been nice, especially with stuff like Detroit. I am David Cage, and this next game is full of the emotions. Please enjoy Detroit. Super, this is just one aspect of our game. Like that, that sentence would have changed everything. Yeah. I don't know. That part of the aspect of the game made it look like I might want to buy it. it same, <laughs> yeah, Days Gone suffered from the same thing. Because it wasn't until after that where the, they had the devs uh, on the PlayStation Access show and they were talking. They did the alternate playthrough where it was like different weather conditions and stuff. And it's like, and they talked in detail about what, how you can affect uh, how the zombie horde moves around and how you deal with people. And it's just like, yeah, this sounds like a more interesting game now. It sounds less like uh, The Last of Us as it looked to it. You know, it feels more like its own game. That's great. And it just didn't have enough of that. You're right. You're very sure with that on stage. Um, just felt too quiet for me. Too quiet. Yeah, it was just a procession. It was just like, oh, 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 here's a YouTube video of video games. Yeah, I think oh, we... No, I think we were saying it on the night. It's like it felt like Sony's victory lap. They were like, "Yeah, we, we did, we've done well. We've knocked out the part the last two years at E3, so we're just going to go around clapping to ourselves for a bit. It's fine. Just it's yeah. So it was not inherently bad. But uh, Gary, you're the last entry here. What were your upsy downsies? Upsy downsies. Ups. Spider Man definitely an up. Um, Really like the inspirations they took uh, with that game. Uh, Tim mentioned it's kind of like Arkham, which is no, nothing wrong with that. No, uh, and worry for the best, especially when you have Spider-Man's agility. You got to really utilize something like that, mm-hmm. um, where he can show off that kind of agility, and I, that's a great system to do it with. Um, yeah, so Spider-Man, uh, I did mention the, the, the sneaking around might be too easy when it comes to Spider-Man because of his long-range capabilities. Um, yeah. Hopefully, they'll, they'll ch- make it a lot more challenging than what we saw. Obviously, that was a scripted stage demo. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, really excited. Great set pieces in it. Uh, I'm a huge guy for set pieces. Um, I think it makes single games that much better. That's why I'm not a huge fan of open world games anymore. They just don't have those amazing set pieces anymore. Um, you don't so, really get attached to what you're around. Yeah. 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 So, you, you know, Spider Man, New York is very much a part of his story. It makes sense to include it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a good move. Also, nice that they didn't just show. Uh, 
choke out one big character villain straight away and just gave us you know something a bit more low-key to showing that they might be a bit more diverse with their villains which is great so what you want that again is the arkham route of don't just have the big names have some of the lesser known guys in there and give them some work yeah yeah for sure um outside of spider-man um like you i went back and rewatched uh, some of the trailers um god of war looks much better than it did the first time i watched it um very much so i mean that was only running on a normal ps4 as well which is yeah crazy. pretty cool <laughs> to be honest yeah like just to me like the, the god of war i don't know i, I mentioned this in Slack, or to me it just felt like it was just another third person action game um probably because of how they changed the combat system and, mm. and camera angle. now it just looks like anybody could have made that game and on the same reaction like it didn't need to be a god of war game but like you said the conversations we had about the story and all that um i went back rewatched it in better quality this time um a lot more interested into in that game and obviously it's norse mythology and i that's my favorite mythology um and it's got snow obviously yeah. i mean that, <laughs> that, that was always my detract on this was that greek mythology was my favorite and to go out of it now is like oh okay oh, we'll go it's different norse is the in thing now so that's fair enough but yeah it's yeah they've made a good fist of it i'm i'm interested to see how they mesh the two if you will yeah, in all honesty what i'm hoping is this is the last one kratos is in uh because the way i look at it now this is like the old man logan story yeah. on and I really hope they give Kratos the end he deserves because let's face it, in three, it's not the end he deserved. No, no one's got a poor ascension to be honest. But yeah, but you know, sure, I know a lot of people have issues with his story and his characterization in general, his type of character. I don't um, know. Yeah, it's weird though. I mean, he's they made him feel more human in the PSP games than they did in the console versions. I thought. Um, but even Ascension, I thought, did a really good job of presenting his emotional side more. Yeah. I mean, even here, you can see what the general theme is, that he wants to be left alone. And it's he's clearly getting drawn into something bigger than him. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, I've got to go and do this shit. It's, which is cool. Again, that's the very, very Logan-esque. And you know, that's popular. So that could work very much in God of War's favor. You know, it's, it, yeah. it, it takes that vibe. And yeah, it does. I mean, it's telegraphing heavily that, hey, you're going to train this boy to be better. It's like, so why doing it? I wonder. It's, uh, yeah, because one of you is not making it to the end of this game. <laughs> <More than likely. laughs> yeah. Like, uh, as much as I hate to say, like, I, I love that character. I love Kratos. I think he's going to become a very legendary character for the PlayStation brand. But I think killing him off story-wise is the best thing you can do for that franchise at this point. Yeah, well, Slash turning him into the antagonist for the next game. Oh, you can bring do it. that. Yeah, bring it full circle. Yeah, uh... Just don't do it like you did with Prototype, because that was just terrible. No, no, no. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, people can say it's ridiculous, you know, but, you know, they've done it with Nathan Drake, where they've, you know, reached his flaws and made that into part of his character to the Uncharted 4. You know, it's like, wait, you know, oh, hang on. He had does realize that he's killed lots of people for seemingly nothing, <laughs> and 
you know, Lara Croft, they made her more rounded as a person, uh, personality for the Tomb Raider reboot. So yeah, it's you can take old characters and give them a new explain, or you can just do what Crash Bandicoot does and whatever that is. So yeah. <laughs> um uh Detroit uh, I'm I was super disappointed when I saw Detroit. Yeah. Um, but during that live stream that they did afterwards, they went back and showed you what I saw last year, which was the detective trying to talk the guy out of killing this girl. And that's what I really liked. Um, and I got to watch that and then play through that sequence uh, on the live show. And that is what I thought Detroit was going for. Now I found out later that night that it's actually three different stories. Uh, so you have the the one with the detective, you have the uh, the one that they showed with the revolutionary robots, and then a third one they haven't, I guess, shown yet. I was not. Um, I tell you the short head girl. That yeah, that's what I'm the earlier trailers. So she pops up in a couple of other trailers. So she looks the most prominent, if you will. Yeah, but like I said, I wasn't really into that trailer because I assumed that they had completely thrown everything out the window and decided to do the story of okay, they've made movies about robot revolutions like iRobot and all that. Let's do it through their perspective and see how they feel. It's like, okay, I don't really care for that anymore. Because I can, Gary, I can, I can imagine so many people rolling their eyes at you saying uh, uh, robot <laughs> revolution movies and saying iRobot before Blade Runner. <laughs> but but see, that's the same. But that's what I'm saying. Is that it's the same thing. Like oh, the yeah. story's always the same. You know, and he's now go through it again in a different perspective, I guess. But it's the story is still going to be the same. We yeah. create something, it rebels against us, it destroys us. <laughs> um, it's been happening since Terminator, sorry, probably even longer than that. Uh, much longer, yeah. I mean, yeah. I wrote what is actually an older story, so and mm-hmm. Blade Runner, of course. So it was before uh, that, so for before um, Terminator, so yeah. Yeah, so I, I was disappointed. It felt too. Yeah, it's just I wasn't a fan of what they were doing with that trailer, and I wasn't a fan of any of the characters they introduced in that trailer. Um, they just looked like anarchist revolutionaries. They're not really fighting a cause the right way, I guess. It's like, oh, yeah. we just liberate all the robots. And yeah, though they do like you know with the choice <laughs> system of it, it does seem like they are giving you the option not to do it that way. I mean, Zach, who was a Zachary Lyons was out at E3 for us this week, and he came back and said that, yeah, the, the level of choice when you play the game there is it makes a Telltale game look like a kid's storybook. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's, so that's promising, you know, that it, there's so much, if there is really that much promising choice. Yeah, and it is a lot more gamey, I guess you can say, compared to all his other projects. Yeah. Oh. Like, it looks like an actual video game now rather than an interactive movie that you're playing and you get to move your character around, but everything else is automated. Um, yeah. It looks a lot more like a video game now, which is a good thing. Um, but, yeah, for me, his his games are always very story-driven emotional games, and to me, that trailer didn't display any of those things. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I have more hope now that I know that it's a story that takes place through three different perspectives. Um, so, so yeah. Um, other than that, the other big low point for me with Sony's conference was 
the lack of any actual information about anything. Um, we got hardly any release dates. We know probably 2018, but for some games, they could have said 2018. The fact that they didn't even give a, a release window or a year for Detroit is ridiculous to me. It's been five years now. Um, or Days Gone, actually, if I don't think about it. Days Gone as well. Um, we got a release year and time period for God of War, but no actual release date. Like, you would think they'd have something like that nailed down. March. Yeah. They have said um, recently that, that anything that was given a 2018 release date is out in the first half of next year. So, March. At, at least by June. <laughs> <laughs> Name a God of War game that wasn't released in the March. Uh, don't know. There we go. <laughs> I mean, even March. Shadow of Colossus didn't even get a release date. 2018. It, is, yeah. it was a, yeah. A year. <laughs> Sorry, so again, it'll be in the first half of next January. <laughs> it does smell like it'll get that um, gravity rush spot from this year of uh, January. That'd be good. But yeah. But yeah, obviously there's things we really wanted to see that we didn't see. Uh, I understand that our hype builds up to a point and then we become disappointed when we don't get that. Yeah, it's the um, old wrestling conundrum, isn't it? Where you build up what you think should happen in your head so much that when the actual thing happens, you're terribly disappointed because you you thought something was going to happen rather than what was ever going to happen. It's... But, but, you know, some things like you expect it to be there and you think... Oh, yeah. Wasn't it like, how come we didn't get any announcement of the PS4 games coming in now? When does yeah. that happen? Well, like, it did. They just happened to be before the show started. <laughs> so, <laughs> we were talking about it before. We, were, we logged in and looking at the stream and like, oh, so it's already on? No, they're just showing stuff already. Okay, that's uh, something. So, yeah, that was odd. Especially they didn't really announce that, that they were going to do that. So, yeah. Strange, strange. strange. The PlayStation Plus conundrum, like all these rumors going around, they're going to revamp it, and they don't come close to talking about it. Yeah, I think they're saving that for their own show. That has to come because they're cutting stuff. That stuff is just changing, and it seems like it would be odd if it changed for no reason. Um, And and, uh, the last thing, the the most important thing for me is outside of Monster Hunter and the VR games. They showed nothing new, um, mm. and and to me that was very good because they showed more new games on the pre-show than they did in the actual. Show. Yeah, like I said, that that super massive playlink title would have been a decent thing to show. I mean, yeah. you could easily explain. I mean, it's so compared to some of the gimmicks they've had over the years. It's one of those easily explained gimmicks. It's like here's a game, a multiplayer game that only requires one pad. That people who don't play games can play with you by using their phones. It's like helping you out. It's a cool idea, and it deserved more attention. But then I say that, and I think it's the same as putting FIFA on your stage. It's like, why? Because the people who care about FIFA don't generally watch you free. So they'll watch the trailer later somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, they, they showed nothing of their PlayStation mobile plans. Like they announced five games, and yet nobody has seen a single screenshot of. To, to be honest, thank God, because they, well, they tried. They I, tried. I understand people don't want to see it, but if you're going to announce something, at least do something to show it off. 
Yeah. The VR had all the new stuff, really, I think. so. Yeah, VR had all the... And Monster Hunter, obviously, was the newer thing, but it's the only AAA game that they announced that was new. Yeah. Um, but hey, yeah, next year's going to be good. I mean, we've already had so much this year that, uh, and still yeah. to come. Actually, I'm not even excited for E3 next year. I th- at this point, I feel like E3 should be a third-party developer um, show, and yeah. Nintendo yeah. Microsoft should just have their own. The hardware developers should have their own as, at well, some point yeah. in Nintendo the year. Nintendo do, don't they, technically? Nintendo yeah. the Direct, so... Yeah, and Sony has PlayStation Experience in December all the time. Yes. Well, what's the point? Like, I think yeah, at this point, it should just be Ubisoft and EA. Activision didn't even have one this year, which is surprising. It's the second year running they haven't, actually. So they didn't last year. They, because they're big games, they just farm them out to the big dogs. But they'll be back if um, you know Sony don't bother or Microsoft don't bother. Because yeah, mm-hmm. that's where was Destiny? Where was, you know, Call of Duty? They were there. So, yeah. Makes sense. Um, they are the companies that still believe in that release schedule of you know September to December. So yeah, it makes sense they would be at E three more. And yeah, Sony, as I said earlier, being different where they release games, yeah, it's making less and less sense to be at E three in quite the same presence. Presence that now that they've got this rhythm going, but uh, of course they could go and change that all next year and go yeah. We, we're so far on the lead now. Here's a game out every month. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, to, me, to me, that's what it should be now. E3 should be for third-party developers to show off their games. And Sony, Nintendo, and hopefully Microsoft, if they go with it, should have their own show sometime the after E3 or before. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just do it at the Windows conference. There you go. So it'll make it interesting. At least, <laughs> so, yeah. Sony's now talking about attending Gamescom, and why? What are you going to show there? The same games you showed at E3. Like, <laughs> I, I know you know that they're saving all their big hitters for their PlayStation experience, and yeah, because no matter where they go, that's what you're going to get. I mean, Tokyo Game Show is the only other one where I can see maybe some announcements, but they're not going to come from Sony; they're going to come from their third-party developers. Hmm. But. Cool. Right. Let's uh, round up with the uh, other category of this because there's stuff that you know, didn't make the show or whatever. Um, for me, outside the shows, Vampire, which is by uh, Don't Nod, who did, of course, Life is Strange and Remember Me. God, that game is looking good. For such a small team to make that, that just I, I'm fully into that. Looking yeah, at it, it, and it's out this year, which is like yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. You know, like I wasn't interested in it, and then I watched what they showed at E3, and I'm like, this is very Legacy of Kane Blood Omen right now, and mm. I'm super into it. Well, is it <laughs> when they um announced a couple of years ago at E3, very quietly at the end of E2 years ago, I was like, yeah, this sounds really cool. I like the idea of this. And it's like, and the concept they put out then, I thought, sounds like a lot though. When you when all your reference point is Remember Me and Life is Strange, you're like, oh, well, I don't got the money or the chops to pull that off you know because you know, life is strange as good as it is isn't the technical best game you know it's uh it's a bit of a, a shit show in places this looks rather good already so yeah here's hoping um obviously for me pez they showed that off by 
Gord Delegate, you can you, if you pre-order, you can get Usain Bolt in your in your team. I mean, oh odd, my. odd, but hey, you know, there'll, there'll be a Bolt in a position. If anybody can catch him in that game, I call it bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, like people are complaining about that, They're going, "Oh yeah, but it just it, it feels unrealistic." Oh, no, no, like that, that it's just like, yeah, come on, it's, it's the game series that had some really shit players over the years that have ridiculous speed and it didn't matter so you know it's it's not entirely unrealistic and it's it's a nice little thing i don't i think it's fun and like i said my name gets to be in the game in the game so <laughs> i might even be able to make myself and have my commentary name be in there so That's i'm the definitely up there it is i mean that what matters more than that thanks my jamaican cousin you've done me a good favor <laughs> a solid there um obviously the XCOM expansion which to be honest, almost sounds like a sequel. I love that. That the, the we were talking last week about, you know, nobody really implementing Shadow of Mordor's Nemesis system, and now, yeah, XCOM's doing it uh, effectively. So you're going to get these personal grudges with these super bastards that want to come and take over the planet. Uh, so yeah, I like that, and a whole bunch of new stuff in it. Uh, and of course, yeah, Life is Strange is coming back, which was yay news, and in a, like a mini se- mini series by a different company, and they don't have Ashley Birch back to do Chloe, so because of the right the uh, actor strike, um, so unfortunate. And bad news, we didn't see a whole bunch of games as we mentioned, but hey, I'm sure we'll see them again soon. Any other additionals anyone wants to shout out for from E3? Ben? Life is Strange looks amazing. Also, yeah. for some reason, I must have zoned out because you were talking about Pez and then Life is Strange and then suddenly I thought that... <laughs> oh, what'd you go? I thought, oh, no, XCOM, that was it. I zoned out. And then when you started talking about XCOM, for some reason, I thought Pez was going to have the system from Shadow for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would work in sports, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean it would. Yeah, that rivalry system would be great. You've kicked, you've been my team two times. Now <laughs> you've angered me so much. Well, I mean, NFL at Madden it would work out really well. I mean, you got like Odell Beckham having a grudge against everybody who beats him. I mean, Christ, a wrestling game with that mechanic would just be perfect. Surely, it's just it's there. It's just it's just there. Do it. Um. Oh no, by the way, um, Shadow of Mordor's sequel, which I've Shadow of War? That's the one, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody loved the uh, the orc with the, who was basically Bruce from Finding That. Uh, oh, yeah. He was awesome. But <laughs> at the game itself looked a bit, yeah. Uh, just a bit unfortunate, sadly. But uh, Gary, any uh, other outside highlights for you? Definitely. Uh, Nino Kune 2. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That looks huge for me. Um, that game just looks so gorgeous. And it looks like it plays like so much fun. Even Zach said that he had a blast playing it. Um, I love yeah, level five stuff is just love that. And, and, yeah. and the surprise release are like we all thought there's no way this game is gonna come out this year. Um and there it is. November to be massacred by everything else coming around that time. Um, but Sony did, Sony aren't putting out any games at that time, of course. So, you know, it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, it's definitely one I'm picking. I don't care. Uh but yeah, November 10th for that. Uh, really enjoyed what I saw. I like the whole little 
Pikmin thing they have going on during the combat and that. I don't know if I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was very cool there. Obviously, Dragon Ball Fighters uh, stole the show for me. Um, that just out of nowhere that came out and it was everything I ever wanted in a Dragon Ball game. Um, <laughs> Budokai Three back on the PS2 was the highlight for those games for me, and now here comes this from a studio that, quite honestly, is the only one I think capable of bringing those characters and that action to life. Um, so it's really excited for that game. Um, stuff. King Hearts 3 surprise trailer I thought was very interesting. I know it wasn't at E3, but to get a trailer for it, even though they said they're not going to show anything, I thought it, was a very interesting surprise. Yeah, I think like last week we were saying, it was, like, it was more shocking that they said there'll be another trailer in July. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> two trailers in a year? We're blessed. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was actually really impressed with Call of Duty this year. Um, you know, I, I, I was, but I, I saw the multiplayer footage and I was like, nah, same thing, don't want it. So, really? I thought the multiplayer, the new multiplayer mode, I thought looks pretty cool. The the kind of like horde mode they have going on now. Yeah, it just, I don't, it did nothing for me. I'm, to be honest, this is me saying, I'm not, even before COD was main, majorly popular, I was never really a great fan of it. Because you know, Medal of Honor, that was my jam in that term, in both console and PC. So, <laughs> but uh, so so it's kind of like where um, Infinity Ward stuff has been. Um, you may have noticed a slight mishap there in, in the recording that uh, we were talking too long. We were talking too long about nothing, it seems, and uh, it got bored. Um, so no. we'll get into the wrapping up process well, now. Hold on, one more surprise. Oh, go on. The actual positive feedback for Metal Gear Survive that people have been giving out. I, it was even uh, there. Yeah. Uh. I was shocked. I was very shocked. But then, like I said, the game itself. I said this all along. The game underneath it, it's, like, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So I can't, you know, it is quite adaptable. I could see it working with that. But yeah, I think it's more of a, a moral monster than a, an actual one. It, in terms of gameplay so yeah it, it could be very fun but i don't know if it'll be um comfortable for those of us who are quite the fan of metal gear so as it was um yeah. tim i'm guessing that wasn't one of your highlights so. <laughs> <laughs> nope not even close um I don't know. Uh, my my attentiveness to post conference EA was a little minimal. Uh, don't know necessarily anything that really stood out too much for me. I think the a lot of the announcements themselves that went out through the shows were kind of my kind of enough for me, like to kind of know that things were in a good place. Hmm. Uh, I I. I mean, that's the main thing, isn't it? It's like uh, whether your allegiance or whatever it is to any console, it's a game's coming out again, you know? Yeah. But, and yeah I'm, I'm going to be dead. sad for a long time again. Here <laughs> I thought I didn't have enough games. Uh, I just remember the beginning of this generation where it was a like, whole oh, consoles are dead, PC is the future. And it's like, nah, clearly not. Because there's like 6 million sold of PS4 alone. And uh, yeah, we're getting. Game through the wazoo right now. 
Yeah. I don't know. I think that's and it's mine. Yeah. A lot of surprises and a lot of surprises I I really that really stood out for me were during the shows. And I mean I was big into the concept of a skull and bones. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean it looks like it's ripped right out of uh Black, Black Flag. Black Flag. Yeah. But but it, okay. Fine. That's great. I mean it, it, expand on it. Make it a realm as opposed to just you being a an overpowered ship running around killing crazy things. <laughs> uh, the fact that it, it would have some strategy to it and having to play against actual people gets me gets me going. I'm excited. I'm very excited for that notion. Yeah. I don't sound like it, I guess, but it's a yeah, long it, way off. I'm trying to keep myself on a low key. I say, it was. You know, it didn't make you. Uh, it made, it's like oh cool yeah sort of thing that, that was pretty much ubisoft's conference it was like oh cool yeah i didn't think i'd like this this looks all right it's, yeah though go. i did immediately after the ubisoft show i went to um beyond good and evils 2's website and signed up i, I did not delay i'm ready i need everything fantastic I, yeah and apparently you you probably noticed that it is listed for all the consoles right yeah signed up yeah so that switch exclusivity rumor splendido right um i'll just give a quick shout out and it, it, it's not quite related but um congratulations to io interactive for uh, away from square enix and going independent and so uh, they're free they're free it's like and fair enough good on square enix for letting them keep the license and, and uh mm-hmm. leave unscathed it's very rare you see that with companies and Square don't do everything right necessarily I mean just I don't see how Hitman was losing more money than Final Fantasy uh, uh, on a game term at least but uh, there you go we shall see how that goes Um, yeah so hopefully it goes well for them uh, you're right that is very rare (coughs) Metal Gear (coughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah I I hope we get to see Hitman Season 2. That's, uh, that, that's the only thing that wasn't very clear about that. It was like, well, who owns the first game then? Is that still... Because the original idea there was they were supposed to carry the original package and add Season 2 onto the existing game. So I wonder if that's still the deal or if they're just going to have to do a separate game. We'll sh- we shall see, I'm sure. In the- it would have been nice to have a little bit of clarity there. Um, I suppose they sold them the rights and as theirs, not squares. So, yeah, okay. Um, other than that, I suppose we'll, we'll finish off there because we don't really have time to go talking about games we played. And to be honest, I can't say I've played anything new or exciting since last week. Since so meant to be in uh, this, all this. Uh, also, no um, game predictions this week because uh, last week's hasn't been done. We probably made a mistake in choosing Cars Free <laughs> Driven to Win because no one's reviewed it. <laughs> In E3 week, big surprise, I know. I suppose we could look for one for next week and carry on, and that would probably work, wouldn't it? What's out this week? Ooh, couldn't think. Ben, I can't think of anything that's out this week. Um, no, can't either. Can you? No. Can anyone? No, no nothing. I mean, Christ. Just... I know there's a storm of games coming. Wait, yeah. who, who won Tekken 7s? Oh, me. On the money. Asshole. I was like, oh, do you, do you want to know the, the sweetest thing? That's three weeks in a row and two are absolutely right. So I am like winning at a canter at the minute. Uh, you know, there are, I don't know if you want to base it on this or not, but there are four user reviews for Cars 3. 
Well, we we could if everyone's in agreement on that. Let's, uh, and I'd nah. be very much into it because of the reason. <laughs> I wonder why. So, I, so yes, I want to know if you want to count it or not. No, nah, it doesn't or count. Want, or if these are exclusive <laughs> to. It, it, it has yeah. actual reviews, yeah. Like when Ben won one, it was literally because there was one actual review. Yeah. So it's all right. We'll give it till next week and see how there is. I know you're desperate to win that one. On that one, I'm gonna win cars free. <laughs> yeah. With my what was it, ninety <laughs> nine? It's ninety something. Yeah, it was something stupid. <laughs> there, there, are, there are three games that I see. Yeah. Dead by Daylight, Stormblood. Yay! I know and... we were. We were taking the mick, Gary, because you know, obviously there was, he'd know that Stormblood was out. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I said month. there was a storm of games coming? Next Machina. Storm next Machina, which, oh, I'm reviewing Next Machina. But, uh, I touched it yet. I'm very so. excited for that game. Yeah, it's looking tasty. Bit of house market. Tasty. Uh, tasty. Yeah. So which one should we do? But that's the are we going to do, do Stormblood, or do we think there'll be no reviews this week? I don't think there'll be any reviews for it this week. So let's no. do for daylights like the end of the week as well, and that'll be an online. Oh, this is tricky. Should we do the really shit one and do MXGP? <laughs> that sounds That's amazing. It. No, let's do next pinner. Let's do next one. Oh. That's it's as it's you know how smart how smart I can't even say how it's what it's called. Um, there's four of us here this week, so you know. Okay, I'm voting after Neil. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm voting after Neil this time. <laughs> <laughs> no okay. more with your prices right votes. <laughs> I have a regular vote, Barker. <laughs> um, right. So let's do this. Ben, go on. You can get the... Uh, okay. I'm pressing the button now. Dun. 62. Oh. I hope not, but it's could be close. You never know. Uh, right, so 62 for Ben. Gary, what about you? 77. 77. A very popular score in our That's review my score. That's my jam That's score. Jam. <laughs> I will go with 74. Man, you guys. They're not optimistic for this at all. That's, that, that for me, that is very optimistic. I just think that, just yeah, I I played Alienation and it was very good. It was very much what they do, but it again, it was that was it. It was very much what they do. So. I'm kind of disappointed. It has no online. Yeah, it's a bit sad. Anyway, Tim, go on. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know about the online thing. That kind of changes things. I got 79. 79. Oh, it's going on there. Ben could win by default on this one. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> cool. I think that wraps that up then. Um, let's do our shout-outs. Other than that, the Hitman one. Um, ben, you've usually got a lot to get on. Uh, shout-out to Phoenix Down Radio. Shout-out to Klaus Shout out to Bob Mel, aka your girlfriend's favourite streamer. A shout out to everyone who's been playing Stormblood recently. Fantastic. Tim. That hasn't been necessarily pretty. No, it hasn't. <laughs> Tim, what about you? Um, listeners, of course, 
the fine gents in this podcast, all of you. Era told team at PSU. Uh, personal one though would be to everyone involved in helping me get my recent feature posted and all the support that's coming behind it. Everyone on staff, off staff. I know David Hader even liked it. That was a special moment for me. Yeah. Uh, was, so was, thank you, everyone. Like, yeah, if you haven't seen that, um, Tim has written a really lovely article. Uh, we I think we touched upon it last week, didn't we? That you were mm-hmm. talking about it, yeah, about Metal Gear and trophies and uh, the journey he's taken with them, and about saying goodbye to it really. And it's yeah, so it's you right now. So go check it out. It's lovely. Um, Gary, what about you? Uh, just uh, listeners, fans, um, shout out to uh, Fonzie, as I like to call him. Oh, yeah, uh, he's missing him. <laughs> he's not been on for a while because he's had work and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. we're missing you, Fonzie. Yeah, I hope to hear from him soon. We uh, love you a long time. Yeah, a long time. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, to all you guys, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Splendid. I'm always surprised that you have shout-outs for people because you don't like anything. <laughs> we appreciate <laughs> that. I it gives them a reason to hate. So. I take back what I think about your article. I'm going to go change my tweet. Okay. <laughs> well, if you can do that, then tell us how the rest of us do it. Because Twitter are a bit <laughs> <laughs> shitty about that sort of thing. So. This dumbass review gave this game a nine point five. <laughs> I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> I know you've disagreed on about four different nine point fives. I guess. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, and yeah, as ever, I echo what has been said. Probably not the Final Fantasy stuff because I don't know any of that. But. Uh... <laughs> And shout out to everyone who's uh, taken a beating off me uh, playing Pez online this week. It's been great to have quite the win streak. I heard you had a good one the other day. 60th oh, minute shot. 90th minute, yeah. It's just uh, last oh, second. It's like, yeah. It's, uh, it was, yeah, beautiful. Just one of the games where it was back and forth, the whole thing, soaking up the pressure, just dink it in in the last second. Oh, what dreams are made of, as they say. And then every game since then has been quite boring because it's been like 2 0, 2 0, 3 0. Apart from one guy who just went absolutely apeshit because I was beating him 3 0 within about 20 minutes. And then <laughs> he, let, he started scoring own goal after own goal. I was like, yeah, I don't like, I don't see what you're going to do in a minute and disconnect from the game. It's like, you waste your time, buddy. It's, it's not doing anything. I'm going to get the win. <laughs> just like, so they fix that? Like, so that when they disconnect, you're, you get the win? Oh, there's some people who still find a way around it. That they may they manipulate in a way that means you end up being seen as an actor, and yeah, they annoy me. But thankfully, not everyone's even slightly clever enough to know that. So they just do stupid shit. The only thing in that game was that guy. The guy I was playing was actually doing quite well. It's just I happened to hit him on the break three times, and he went mental and just through the game. It's like, like 70 minutes of this game to play. <laughs> so you, you could easily do it. Like no confidence, terrible. But I am like a king, a king of pez, you know. And like, if it, if I was like one of those missions in Game of Thrones, like that, I'd be one of those kings, like the 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 Iron Islands or something. Uh, that, that's me. Except I got cock. I really need to 
read those books or watch that show because I have no idea what you're talking about. Ah, oh, well, there you go. It's like learning in reverse. <laughs> you get to, oh. you can do it later and then go, oh, yeah, he was right. <laughs> cool. Right. So that's us done. That's uh, Unchained 172. We'll be back next week with probably more Fallout from E3 and. I'm sure there'll be some talk about something next week uh, involving Final Fantasy because you know it's big old time and Ben will have played a lot more of it, you know, without having the game ruin itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll see you then, guys, and uh, toodaloo and tatty bye, bye, bye.